Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're well. I'm looking forward to like open up to you guys a little bit more on this episode. Just kind of like some recent things I've been going through and like I have been sharing stuff on YouTube but I also haven't posted on YouTube for like a good two weeks. Um, And I'm just like, yeah, I want to share with you and a lot of it is going to be about kind of me struggling with anxiety. It's kind of been slowly getting worse and I think there's part of me that's like so frustrated at it and it's like, why are you happening? Like, I'm out here trying and like, I think if I try and like navigate where it kind of started coming up more, you know, I think when I moved back home, so in September I was in, still in my London apartment, it was when I did my marathon, I felt on top of the world and then I kind of came home and things started trickling in and then like since I kind of moved into my own place things have been bubbling up and it's just confusing for me like I don't have all the answers but it's gone from you know me sometimes struggling with anxiety like oh I'm anxious right now like it wouldn't be an everyday thing you know it'd be like something really triggered me to become anxious and then then I'd be anxious about it and kind of what it's like basically turned into is, oh, am I going to wake up with anxiety today? Like, am, am I? And if I don't, then I question myself why. And I go, are you sure? Like, like what are we supposed to do otherwise? And, and then there's times where I wake up feeling anxious and I have no idea why. I'm like, I don't know why you're like this. And then obviously there's times where I wake up feel anxious because there has been a triggering situation. So it's overwhelming. And I think for me, it's a real in-body experience like my throat literally burns and my chest hurts and so that's why I can almost feel you know oh I feel anxious but I'm not sure why it's like my throat is on fire I'm trying to have a good day I'm trying to get on with my day but this is this is what I'm feeling um so yeah like it was so funny because just before this podcast episode like I basically had woken up and I was starting making my breakfast and I had this feeling in my throat and I was like, here we go again. But yeah, it's just a lot. And like, it's channeling into other things as well. Like this last week, I've been so anxious about even posting stories. Like I question myself on everything. Like it's just really, it's a a weird moment or time, but I am making this podcast episode almost as like a closing chapter. It's like, okay, like this is what it's come to. But this is not what it's going to be. And I also don't like repeat, like I actually get anxious with the fact that I say that I'm struggling with anxiety because I'm like, I don't want to attach myself to that. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't want to actually say that I'm struggling with it. Um, but yeah, my head just constantly, like I think there's times where it can just be overthinking. It doesn't necessarily be like, oh, I've always got anxiety. But there is just constant overthinking, guys. Like just... I don't even realize I'm just thinking about so many different scenarios, different things. Now, I do want to open up a little bit more and say, I think it also is quite heavily involved with a situationship that I've been through. (laughs) So if any of you guys have actually like going through a situationship, like it's fucking hard. It puts so much like strain more than any other actual relationship that I've had. And it's so push and pull, it's so twisted and so like, like got my heart, do you know what I mean? But you'd be glad to know that it is finito and the place that like I'm kind of at with it all, like I feel good in it. But I really think that kind of has ramped up this whole overthinking thing because previously, like, I don't have much to think about. Like, I'll think about work and I'll think about what I've got to do in my day and stuff. But to be, con- like, going to bed, waking up during work, like, all of that stuff, be thinking of all the scenarios of things I said or I shouldn't have said or what he said or what he shouldn't have said. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, to that extreme, not saying it's the, like, it's nobody's fault. It was just extremely heightened by the fact that I've already got anxiety and overthinking at the moment. So, yeah, and whether and then on the other end, like on his side, he really doesn't struggle with this stuff. So, like, it was even more 
confusing for us because we were just on such polar ends of processing what was going on. Like he was really laid back and whatever. And I was just like getting my head in a fucking screw ball. I don't even know how to describe it. But yeah, so that's kind of that. And yeah, I think also something is like, I could get triggered by something so small nowadays and it will turn into this feeling in my throat and anxiety. Like even when I was playing this podcast, I wrote down one sentence and it ticked me off and I suddenly had like, my throat was on fire and I was like, fuck's sake. And then because this was literally 20 minutes ago and then that happened and then I was so close to being like, suddenly it's coffee. Like coffee's a thing as well. I think I've kind of like ramped up my coffee intake and it's not crazy. It's literally two coffees, but it's really consistent. And I think it's really attached with my anxiety. Like I don't like to admit it because I love it, but I think it is. And because it's that almost like feeling in your throat, when I drink an iced coffee, it kind of like, almost soothes it for a second, makes me hyper, makes me really work concentrated. But I don't think in the long term, like I know there's so much evidence out there that like it doesn't help, but I'm so resistant to like take that away from me because in my head, it's what helps me. So as I was saying, like I was doing my podcast and like planning 20 minutes ago, something triggered me. And then suddenly like I was just going to literally sit down here and record as I am now. But my brain was just like, oh my God, let's go get a coffee. Like, like you need a coffee right now before your podcast episode, like that makes sense. Like maybe you can even go on like a five minute walk around the pond. Like I was trying to justify why I should go and do an excursion. And this is the thing, there's been some small wins and that's why I wanna share. Cause it's not like I'm in the pit hole of it all. And like, I see no way out. Like I do see a way out. So that's where like, there is some optimism <laughs> within this podcast. And instead, like I was so close to putting my shoes on. I even put a jumper on to go out. And I just, I had some music playing and I just ramped it up and I like jumped on the spot really hard and just like almost ran around my apartment and just kind of danced and I was shifting it. And there was obviously still some like lingering bits. And I was like, okay, instead of like stopping and going to go get the coffee, I'm just gonna straight away sit on the podcast so far. So here we are recording the podcast. I'm actually so proud of myself because I think like it's a natural thing for me when I'm anxious to like put the podcast off because it's like scary, but it's really not. And that's why like today I'm using it as my therapy. Like this is my therapy of just like getting things off my chest with no judgment and yeah. I'm gonna go through some of just my small wins, some realizations. Um, but saying that right now I am kind of in my feels. <laughs> like, I think it's really tough for me to be struggling in this way just because the way that, you know, my job is and how much I preach mental health and the good things and like how much I've recovered from other things. And like, don't get me wrong, I've made so much progress and. I am my higher self of where like I used to be, if that makes sense. But it is hard when, and maybe that's just the perfectionist within me wanting to be like perfectly happy and perfectly great. But I did experience in autumn some really great months of peace with myself. And the last month hasn't, but again, there's been things like situationships and living alone and feeling overwhelmed. So there's been factors and yeah, like <sighs> just take a deep breath for a second. But yeah, I'm basically gonna go through some of my small wins and things that I really wanna kind of continuously work on so that, you know, I can feel better. Now, the first thing <laughs> is what I experienced over the weekend. And I've realized you aren't supposed to be alone all the time. Like, I think I naturally, I, I didn't realize how normal this is for me in terms of my behavior my whole life. I'm a very home bunny. Like even at home, I would, you know, let's say at secondary school when your friends would like go out and stuff, I'd go out now and then, but on the general, like I wouldn't go to the pub every weekend, if that makes sense. So I would just stay at home, I'd be very fine, but I'd be surrounded by family. Then when I moved out and I lived with Millie, like 
I really, like guys, I'm being honest. I did not, I saw about like friends about two, three times in the year. Two, three times, maybe, okay, maybe four, right? And it's because my friends are away at uni. So like, because I didn't have any, like I didn't make that much effort more. Okay, wait, two, three times is actually a joke. There's more than that. But like, I mean, maybe once a month did I see friends once a month so that's not even once a week that's once a month and it's really kind of hit me now that I've lived alone because I can't get away with it like I could get away with it when I lived with Millie because I was with Millie all the time right like I had her company so I wasn't essentially alone now this home bunny thing doesn't work when you live alone because you generally will be alone all the time um yeah like I literally just put that together and I was like damn Anna you really have to like put the effort in and not even just like put the effort in, but put the effort in and making new friends. I kind of, I don't know about you guys, but I just had this kind of thing. So obviously lock, when we went into lockdown, I had just finished like my last year of school. I was 18 and obviously I had some best friends from there, right? Best friends with them for like seven years in secondary school. But when we go into lockdown, obviously, you don't see friends, you're not making new friends. And then coming out of lockdown, well, during lockdown, I went straight into this job, okay? And then, so coming out of lockdown, all my friends go to uni and I'm still in this job. Not still in this job, but like I just started in this job. It was like, it's amazing. But what happened is, is I didn't make any, like I didn't make loads of new friends. And I had in my head that I only needed my home friends. I was like, no. People say quality over quantity. Like I literally would think about the self-awareness books and the people that preach about it and say, oh, it's quality over quantity. And I was like, oh, well, I have my quality five best friends from school or from my area. Why, why do I need to make any more? And I actually think that's quite harmful. Like I've only just kind of come to terms with that, but I really limited myself to, oh, they're my friends and that's it. And I think also there was like the last year or two, there was... Like there's so many lovely girls in my DMs, but there was almost like underlying anxiety of like me not knowing how to, not knowing not knowing how to make friends, but it's also a scary thing when you get like loads of DMs of like people saying like, oh, do you want to meet? And it's like, I don't know how to deal with that. Like, I don't know how to do that. But now this is the positive part. I recently, um, obviously I've moved to a new area and there was a point where I was like, Anna, you've got to start putting your head up. Like if you were round, not with your head down, but with this like stern kind of like, I'm not gonna say bitch face, but my concentration face, my I'm doing my life kind of face, then you're really not gonna allow more people to come in because you're giving off the impression that like, I've got my own life, which I do, but to a point where I've really just got my own life. And anyways, so I bumped into quite a few people just like through coffee shops and stuff, cause I'm always there. <laughs> And some people have come up to me and be like, hey, like, oh my God, I follow you. And it makes it so much easier for me to like get over that hurdle of like meeting someone, not even through my page, but just like meeting someone new because I've met them in person. The initial anxiety of meeting someone like when I have no idea what they're about, like, like it's scary. And I have done it before and I'm not saying I'll never do it. And like, actually, you know, if you're from my area, hit me up, <laughs> but like, I have, yeah, so basically these girls have come up to me and they're like, oh my God, hey, like, I know you from my Instagram, uh, from your Instagram. And I straight away, I'm like, do you want to go on a walk? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. And I give them my number and it just like, I've literally done this three times, guys. Like, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But anyways, it's been really like nice for me. And then I've actually met these girls on like walks and they're just so lovely. And it's almost reminded me of what it's like to have friends where you can just meet them. Like they're from your local area. Like I forgot what it's like to have a best friend that lives, you know, five minutes away and you meet up quite a bit, you know, at the weekends and after school sometimes or when one of you is down, like I forget, like I am just totally out that world. And some of you will probably be in the opposite because you're at uni and you're surrounded by people. I Like just think about your situation. I am the complete opposite like I am alone every day and I think that's maybe why I cling on to maybe like 
a guy or something, as I said, like about situationship. Because those last months, I literally just thought like, this is my only in-person interaction. So it probably actually made me more needy because I was so reliant on like getting all my kind of co-regulation, which is basically just like feeling good off being around people from one person. And whereas now, like I'm really tapping into this, like, oh my God, I can have friends that live down the road. Like that's just unheard of for me for so many years. And I'm just so excited. And then there's, I know there's Hannah listening right now. Like she listens to my podcast and we went, what did we do? First time we went on a walk where we met each other and she was just the sweetest girl ever. And then we went to yoga together on Sunday. It was yin yoga. And we live actually so near, it's a joke, like literally seven minute drive. And we went to yin yoga together. And then afterwards we went, we trekked to the cinema and we watched Avatar together. And it was so fun. And like, it's probably quite a normal occurrence for like other people. But for me, it's like, I, I really need to see friends more. Like I need to do that more. And so I was rather proud of myself for doing that. And it's kind of like opened me up to like, actually, it's kind of finding that balance of, I, wait, how do I explain this? So previously my mindset was like, no, you have to sort everything else out by yourself. You need to be there for yourself. You need to like be alone all the time. And like, if you try and feel better off other people, that's a bad thing. Like, isn't that crazy that I, that I was so convinced that if other people help me feel better, then I'm not independent. And I think where that kind of resonates with me in my past is me and my ex-boyfriend Max, who was a darling. Um, he was so there for me in my relationship. Oh my God, when I reflect back, I'm like, that man was the most consistent, stable thing in my life. He never once questioned me when I cried. He never once rejected me when I was upset. Like this man was open arms. He was just, yeah, I, I couldn't say any like better words for him. Anyways, he was obviously like a big person that was always like helping me feel better. And coming to the end of our relationship, I was kind of wanting to take more responsibility for myself. And like, I didn't want him to do that for me anymore. In fact, I got annoyed. I was like, no, I have to like do this myself because I need to be like independent. And I took it to the extreme when we broke up and I was like, he can never help me again. Or like, no, not no one else can, but like, do you know what I mean? Like I kind of went the other way. So now it's kind of tapping into, look, we don't wanna go the way of completely distracting with friends all the time. Cause I've been there too, where you just have like, I'll have a situation ship around my house and I'll have a best friend, then I'll have another best friend. And then it will just be like rotating and I won't be by myself. And that's not a good thing either. And I think that's how I perceived friendships in my life. So I was like, right, there's no point in me making plans with people or just even filling up my days with people. But now I'm seeing it in a different light. It's like, no, I understand, like Anna, you live alone. You are already alone. You're not distracting yourself. And I actually really like living alone. It's not the fact that I regret living alone and like, oh, I wish I lived with someone so I didn't have to do this. Like I actually can really appreciate the fact that in the evening when I am done with friends, I could, you know what I mean? They go home and I'm then by myself. Like I'm just, I'm in my own zone. I get to take myself off. I get to do anything I want any day. I have no one almost like questioning me what I'm doing. Like I don't, I don't have anything like that, but I'm now implementing the fact that like, it is also absolutely okay to have a plan every day. And like, it doesn't have to be every day, but it's not a bad thing. And when I mean every day, I mean a 3 p.m. walk with a friend. That's one plan for a whole day. And then maybe the next day it could be like dance in the evening with a friend. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm still having my whole day by myself and I'm going to bed by myself and I'm waking up by myself, but it's like actually just having social interactions with someone. I think like when I spent the evening with Hannah, my anxiety was like gone. And I was in the present moment and I wasn't overthinking. And it was just so, it, I just have to share that because I don't know whether, like I feel like the people that are prone to anxiety or something are really good at like isolating ourselves and thinking that we have to sort things out or that we're the problem or that 
we cannot be with people until we're better. I made a story up in my head the last couple, like the last month and the last weeks even more that my emotions and that my anxiety were the reason why like the, okay, going into the situationship, that it was going bad, but it fed into other things and that like, that I'm just a problem and that I can't interact or be with other people, like even just friend wise until I'm better. But that's just fucking shit. Like you can't wait till you're better. Like that's not even a thing. In fact, you feel better when you actually co-regulate with other people. And yeah, I'm just naturally not a person that makes social plans. Like I've never had to step into this phase of like texting people and be like, would you like to go on a walk on Thursday at 3 p.m.? Like that's, like I'm not normally like that and I don't make plans and I'm actually really bad with making plans. And even my friends are like, when can I see you? And I'm like, anytime, like just come anytime. And within that, do we never make a plan? Cause I never like actually be like, right, let's do this. Whereas I'm doing that now. And I've learned like, you don't always, like, I feel like sometimes we're resistant to like hang out with someone because we're like, oh, we have to be like absolute, like they have to be the absolute everything. But really like people can be great for like lots of different reasons. And even at the gym the other day, I made friends with this guy and he was really sweet. And even off our five minute conversation in the gym, like I walked in with raging anxiety and he came over, like we talked one time and then he came over another time and was like, and this was on like a separate day. And he was like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, you don't want to ask. He was like, oh, and then within like, and then we were just kind of chatting, like he obviously clocked that I was just like down or something, but we were just chatting and like 10, 15 minutes later, I, I felt fine. And it was like, oh my gosh, I need in-person friendships. And as I was saying, they don't have to be everything. Like I can make friends at the gym and they can just be my gym friends. And I can make, I can have friends that I go on walks with. I can have friends that I go to classes with. I can have friends that I actually invite into my house. I can have friends where, you know, we do other stuff, but it's kind of like, you don't have to have just one bestie. You can just have, it's kind of increasing your pool of people so that you can almost contact them. I don't know, like I'm trying to make friends with my neighbors so that when I am, let's say lonely one evening or I wanna like hang around with someone, it's like, oh, do you wanna come upstairs and kind of chill and stuff. So it's kind of, although in the moment you think, no, like for me, making a friendship is a, like, it take, not takes a lot of energy for me, but like, it's scary. Once you have that, they're then a contact that you can contact, which is really nice. Okay, I know that was a lot about friends. Um, but, oh yeah, so basically I was with Millie yesterday. So Millie's obviously my whole old housemate. We literally live so like, it's literally like a 15 minute train ride. So she came over yesterday, which was really nice because she hadn't seen my new place yet. And I was just, obviously we were just catching up each other on everything. And then it came to the point where like, we were talking about my stuff and I was just almost like speaking out my head like it was my anxieties. like the stuff that I go through in my head, like all the different scenarios, I would say it to her and she would almost like give me like a reply of it. But it was crazy. Like it, I think it was so interesting for her to see as well, like how much stuff was in my head, how like to the point of how much I was overthinking. She was like, Anna, like that, no, or like that doesn't even occur or I don't know. She was just like, no, you can't do that. Or like, you can't think like that. And it was just like, it, it was literally like hours of conversations to get it all out of my head. And it was just, yeah, it was just interesting. It was really interesting to be like, bless me. I have, there's been a lot going up in there. Um, now the next thing I want to talk about is making plans with myself. And again, like I'm never normally the person to actually, like I always say, oh yeah, I want to book a class and I want to go do things by myself but I'm actually really bad with like holding to a plan, even if like going on a run, like I, I, I'm very go with the flow within my everyday routine. Like I like to wake up, have breakfast, go to the coffee shop, go to the gym, do some maybe more editing or chill. And then, you know, my evening goes on and whatever. But within that, I'm very go with the flow. Like, oh yeah, if a plan comes, it comes, but it doesn't. And so now I'm finding, okay, two things I have to do. One, purposely making plans with myself. And two, sometimes come out of that everyday routine that you're in. 
And like the other day, um, I think it was like a Tuesday. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna book Pilates because I've got a bunch of classes I paid for. So I wanna use them up and also not even use them up. Like I wanna continuously go, but I'm so bad with just actually booking it. And I was gonna book one the next day. And I was like, you know what? That seems a bit daunting to me. Like already, like gotta go to Pilates then. So I was like, right, I'm gonna book it for Sunday. And you know what happened? I thought, am I gonna like not wanna go by the end of the week? Or like, will something come up? Every day I kind of said to myself, I can't wait for Pilates on Sunday. And it was actually something that kept me going, which is very interesting. Like it was something that actually relieved my anxiety. It was like, oh, I, got, I remember on um, Saturday evening, I was like, oh, I can't wait for Pilates tomorrow morning. <laughs> like I was such a little grandma, but I was like, oh, I can't wait for that. And then I went to it and I really enjoyed it. And I made a little eve like a little morning out of it. And so it was really fun for me. And so I've booked Pilates for tomorrow 7am which is you know very bright early but it will get me out the house and I feel like for me if I book for if I book Pilates for like 10 o'clock in a weekday that will just like I think actually bring me anxiety because it's like I want to get started with work but I can't get started with work but I want to go to Pilates but I don't want to go to Pilates whereas 7am it's like you've woken up you don't even have time to process what's going on you're also excited, you get yourself out the door, you know, I'll go to Pilates, I will get myself a little coffee afterwards, I'll go for a little walk. And that's another thing, I've really tried to get myself on walks, but I actually, like, it's a struggle for me to go on walks. Like, there's so many factors that go into it. Like, I'll start thinking about what's the weather like, what do I need to wear, or what if I don't have time, or what if this, and then there's like the whole can't be bothered to actually go to the walk. And... Yeah, so at, when I do go on a walk, I always feel great. So like me going to Pilates, I automatically go on a little walk afterwards because like there's a really cute area around there. And so it's just things like that that just make me feel a little bit better. And we'll start my day off. Like by 8 a.m. will I have done a class and then I'll go on a little walk and then I'll come back, have my breakfast um, and then get started with work, which I think will be nice. So it's just kind of like getting yourself like, right, we're going to do this and tomorrow okay there's nothing going on shall we text some friends or shall we book a class or it's just allowing yourself having those things to look forward to okay so next thing that's kind of helped me is positive affirmations now I literally was introduced to this well no I'd done it previously and actually it was one thing that really helped me in my eating disorder like when I was going like right at the beginning of recovery there were so many intrusive thoughts oh my god this is literally like a same scenario wow yeah it does sorry <laughs> I was having so many intrusive thoughts about food like if I was trying to eat pasta there would just be so many thoughts and the only way that I could eat it and actually feel okay after if I did positive affirmations while I was doing it like as I was eating the pasta, I would say, I do not feel guilty. I am very happy to eat this pasta. This pasta will do nothing bad to me. And as I said those things, it actually replaced the intrusive thoughts because sometimes it's really hard to just say no to the intrusive thoughts and nothing. But if you replace them with positive affirmations and then coming back around, you know, literally to now, I was kind of introduced to it, what, like five days ago again. And it kind of helped me. Like when I wake up, and my brain goes like, what are you anxious about? Are you anxious today? And I just say to myself, I deserve to have a good day. There is no reason why I can't be happy. I am happy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it sounds really simple, but it's just that kind of, when you've got something kind of a bad going on in your brain or something, you can kind of just replace it and with like, no, I am happy and I'm energetic and I'm amazing and whatnot. And I'm not saying it's like a cure or anything, um, but Max, um, my ex, he actually started getting me into them. He was like, you just need to do some positive affirmations. I was like, I think I do. <laughs> Another thing is romanticizing points. Like for me, my anxiety comes up in the morning. Well, no, it, it can be throughout the day. I won't lie, it could be the whole day. But that's where it like tickles me the most because it's like, I wake up, I'm disappointed at myself, the fact that I feel anxious. And then it kind of like just rolls into everything. And then I struggle to get to work. And then I, well, I go to the coffee shop and then, like, oh God, guys, it's a little bit of a struggle. Anyways, like what I did this morning was as I was making my breakfast, you know, it was just quiet. I'm alone, I'm living in my house. I'm making my eggs and the feeling in my throat starts coming up and I start thinking like, am I anxious? What am I, what am I anxious about? And I'm like, 
nothing is wrong right now. You feel really happy about all the situations going on in your life. Like there is nothing overwhelming you like that. And then I was like, I'm gonna do what Max says. And I keep referring to Max because he's actually doing so amazing right now. Like since we kind of broke up, he's really taken, like he's really aligned with himself even more. Like he was already quite emotionally aware. And then dating me for a year, you become very emotionally aware and you have to communicate and you have to like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's just who I am within the relationship. And since then he's really like, just like expanded it all. And he's now really there for me, like in ways that, like obviously he's always been there for me, but like with a lot more emotional intelligence of, like he used to be there for me in a physical way. Now he's there like able to like talk down the phone to me and be like, this is the, like, you know, helping me out and stuff. And he kind of told me like, you need to romanticize the morning. And I was like, it's true. And as I was making my eggs this morning, instead of letting those feelings creep in, I was like, I am happy and I am fine. And I put on my happy ABC by Jackson 5 music. And suddenly it just changed the whole personality of my morning and I was okay. And I was kind of dancing and I was kind of shaking my bum and it was a happy moment and it was good. So it's almost like, I know it's so hard, but it's just taking that step. And it's like, I can actually, I have the power to create a happy moment out of this. Another thing that I did the other morning, I think it was yesterday morning, I really enjoyed it. Cause at the moment it's really just a testing trial and error, which I'd really recommend, you know what I mean? Like don't get mad at yourself for not being consistent at anything. It's just trying what things that feel good. And when you have the energy or not even when you have the energy, but when you're able to just get yourself to do them, that's great. And yesterday morning, I obviously woke up and there was, I woke up early and there was a gap for me to go to the coffee shop. And I also had told myself, obviously in previous podcasts on YouTube that I am really trying to allow that gap in the morning just to like regulate myself and make sure that I am not walking into the coffee shop anxious, like that I am there for myself. And what I really enjoyed was reading a self-awareness book. And it seems quite obvious. And it seems like every wellness guru out there does it. You know, hey guys, good morning. I did 10 pages of my book and a five minute journal. Okay, lovely. I just don't do that. Like I just don't. And I never really saw the point. I was like, eh. And I kind of did see the point yesterday morning because it kind of reprogrammed my brain. I think when we're left alone with our thoughts in the morning and like checking to see if we're anxious or not anxious or whatnot, or whatever we're feeling, it can just invite things that aren't even there. Whereas when I sat down and read a whole chapter of this book, I really like it, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, he, you know, it's just what I need to hear. It's just, it's it's like motivation. It's it's kind of realigning with yourself. It's getting facts into your brain. It's telling you how worth, like that you are worthy and that you are, you know, how to get rid of anxiety or judgments about others, you know? And it just kind of, it's almost like setting you up in the right way for the day. It's like putting in the right programming. Because obviously when you read a self-awareness book, you learn something, there's always little snippets. So if I can start my day by learning a new thing and then trying to implement it, like putting that on my day, like, oh, I read in my book today that like, responsibility is different from fault and actually I'll open up about this because I thought it was really interesting and it's saying like you do hold responsibility for everything but it's not necessarily your fault and I know that can be hard to take but like listen to kind of my take on it and not even my take but what he said so fault is in the past tense and responsibility is in the present so if we talk about a situation ship, it's not necessarily my fault that the guy doesn't reply or that he's not there for me or that like I'm too emotional. Do you know what I mean? Nothing's my fault, but so that's the past tense. Like anything that's happened, none of it's my fault, but in the present moment, it is my responsibility to hold my boundaries, to protect my peace and to understand who's worthy or not of being with me like that. And that really changed my perspective on it that morning. I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not my fault. And I think sometimes we think that responsibility means fault. Like if someone said to me, it's your responsibility, like the way that this situation ship goes, I would think that, yeah, it's got that like fault thing, but it's no, it's just my responsibility of how I let it affect me and, and what I kind of put, what measures I put in. Um, and so, yeah, I woke up, I read that chapter and it just helped my day a bit. So I, I want to try continue that. 
Um, I also am going to get back into my running and I actually like, like when I, I literally ran around my apartment for like 20 seconds this morning, it shifted something. Yeah, it, it shifted something. So I feel like running may help my anxiety. Also guys, if you have any tips, put them in the DMs or on the um, relevant Instagram, like the recent Instagram post for this episode. Cause I would love to have some tips. Another thing that I'm gonna try do more is, as I said earlier, being more aware of my caffeine intake. I'm just gonna try get my second coffee of the day as a decaf, do you know what I mean? Start there, have one coffee and then a decaf. And then see if I can go maybe two decafs. I don't know, I don't know, but there's something going on there. And I do wanna turn up for myself, like I just do. But at the same time, like I do love my coffee. So I think it's just about reducing it slightly. And I think also another thing for me is to increase my water. Like normally I drink loads, but I keep having these like, I'm not gonna say afternoon crashes, but just actually like tiredness. And I don't know whether it's because I'm drained. I don't know whether because my brain is running all the time. But one of the things um, that someone who's very clever told me was, <laughs> that sounds really weird. Um, but basically just said, you need to keep your water intake and dehydrated like makes you tired. And like, what? why would I purposely do that to myself? I can easily drink a bit more water so that I don't have to feel tired in my day. Coming off my social media in the evening and even not going it on the morning, it's honestly like crack for my anxiety. <laughs> like it, it's what it wants. And when it's on it, it will just keep going on it. And that's the best thing for it, but it's not. And then it creates more of it. Like if I go on it in the evening, it's just, it's a downward spiral it's a downward spiral and even in the morning. Um, so just being really aware of that and w depending on what you have to do, whether you have to get an app that tells you to get off your phone, whether you need to put screen time locks, but I know for me, I just change my limit every time. Like I've got like a certain amount of TikTok and every time I'm just like, ah, just give me more time. Anyways, I personally have two phones, so I turn off my social media phone off completely. Um, but maybe if I didn't live alone, I would just turn my whole phone off as a whole. I don't know. And then also like, I think it's so easy sometimes to just say, yeah, I'm working on myself. Like, yeah, I work on myself or, you know, I'm, I'm being self-aware. And I think what I've learned, it's not about what you've done and that you are self-aware and that you have learned a lot. It's about what are you continuing to do? What are you continuing to learn and find out about yourself and not even find out about yourself, but turn up for yourself? Um, It really, it really hit me the other week and even just, yesterday and I was like Anna you I know you put in the effort but you've like I need to make sure that I'm journaling every day I need to make sure I need to start meditating like I need to and I think it will help me so much because when I went to yin yoga the lady that was running it obviously it's kind of like a meditation yin yoga is basically like you hold poses that are really relaxing and you basically like sleep well no you don't sleep you meditate and she was really good at like reminding us like guys if lots of thoughts are coming in right now like and she was giving us tips and it kind of gave me that light of like maybe meditating is what I need because if I can learn to meditate right if I if I do it as like a sport if I learn to meditate really good what that allows you to do is when a thought comes into your head you're able to almost like put it in a bubble and be like I don't need you right now and you're able to clear your head if I can get really good at that then then there's actually no def, like there will be no overthinking. Like, do you know what I mean? Like if I'm trying to go to bed, I'll be like, oh, I'll just meditate to go to bed. I will literally just think of nothing. Um, so yeah, I feel like that is a really, that's something I have to actively work on. You can't just say you're gonna do it and then never do it, Anna. That's so me. I say, yeah, you know, I, I'll meditate. No, I don't, but I wanna start to. So I think I might get like Headspace or something, which is obviously an app and it helps you meditate. I was recommended it by Lily, who I went on a walk with the other day from my Instagram. Um, and yeah, so even just like starting yoga again, I was in such a big yoga phase last year and even in Bali, I just love it. And I have not been doing it at all lately, like at all. I've even been stretching less just because I think it must be linked with this anxiety stuff, but I'm quite like, I'm not gonna say go, 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 but yeah, I'm either go, go, go or do absolutely nothing and just be a vegetable. And 
I think well also like I've just been really enjoying my gym sessions and they have been therapy for me in a way like moving my body getting some anger out getting out some energy and within that have I been like well I've done my workout today so I can't do yoga and I just don't think that's the case like yoga I'm not gonna say it's not a workout but like it needs to be treated as a mind workout like I'm doing it for my mind and I forget that sometimes and just to like connect with my body because every time I come out of a yoga class I feel good so wow okay I you know what also I get overwhelmed by the amount of things I need to do like I need to book yoga classes I need to do bills I need to do all these things and I'm like yeah I'll do them and then I don't but yeah, so just continually going to therapy, which always, always helps. And because the thing is like, I know for a fact that you're, the reasons why that I'm kind of prone to anxiety or prone to these things is because of my past. And if I'm able to, you know, work on the present moment stuff and the little things to kind of keep myself okay, the yoga, the meditating, the friends, the, the present stuff, but I also need to, go into the past almost like once a week, obviously I have therapy once a week, go into the past and actually sort out the root causes. Do you know what I mean? Let go of the guilt that I held in certain things and let go of me hyper-tuning to my dad. Like, it's so funny that like with guys or like even with friends or even with my mum, my mum will be like, why do you pick up on everything? Like if I roll my eyes, it doesn't mean I'm rolling my eyes at you and it's like, Yes, you are. Like, I'm not saying that I take it to offense as in me, but don't tell me what I don't, like what, I, what I'm what i picking up. I am so, like, I think I've done an episode on this. Well, I know I have. Stop being so emotional. It's about a highly sensitive child. And um, what I've kind of saw recently is like, if you had an unpredictable parent, so my unpredictable parent was my dad. You know, I didn't know whether I was gonna see him or if I was gonna see him. I don't know if he was gonna be happy or really mad and angry and cause something. Like he was very unpredictable. And what happens when you have an unpredictable parent is you hypertune as a child because you have to know how they're doing in order to know how to react. And it was funny because my sisters would always be like, why are you the f why are you dad's favorite? You're such a little like princess with him. And, and it was like, bitch, like I learned how to like read his emotions. They would go up and ask him for a favor while he was clearly stressed out. Whereas I could read that. I was like, oh my God, he's like this, he's like this. The only thing that you could say to him right now is like, hey dad, do you want me to help you with something? Or do you know what I mean? Like I would know how to approach the situation. Whereas I guess in their head, they didn't hyper tune to that level. And so I just think it's an interesting thing. And yeah, I, I kind of went off a little tangent there, but I just thought it was interesting because I kind of learned that the other day and it really made sense. Oh yeah, we were talking about therapy and kind of going back to those root causes and letting go of those really old behaviors and being like, I don't need them anymore and they don't serve me. And able to let go of them in therapy and then come back to almost, back to my week, back to my life, doing those present moment things and then dipping into the past again and letting go. And it's interesting because the present moment is actually a lot harder than with the past stuff in a really weird way. Like therapy, I'm like, yep, let's go into it. Let's do it. I'm here for it. And then the present moment, I'm like, oh my God, this is so scary. Um, also guys, <laughs> I started doing this thing yesterday where I talked to my teddy cornflake. Cornflake is the love of my life. He is the perfect size teddy bear, just the perfect huggle, everything. He's a jelly cat. And um, I have other ones. I have Oslo, who's like as big as me, like generally a teddy as big as me. Um, and then I've got some little ones. So they all kind of sleep in my bed in the day and I start my night with them all. But then in the middle of the night, I push them all off and I'm just with cornflake. <laughs> Anyways, there's me describing my attachment to my teddies. But Anyways, I was in my bed. No, I wasn't in my bed. It was the morning yesterday. And something again that like, I wouldn't say is a trigger for me, but like when I was younger, I would be so, I would think about every single situation when I would try wear something, like an outfit, right? So I'd be like, right. And my mom would be like, right, we're going to the park. And I would really struggle like knowing what to wear and not in like a fashionable way in just like a, so many thoughts would come into my head and I would always really struggle with like clothes that felt comfortable, then clothes that like worked with the situation. I don't know. And yesterday I 
was trying to get ready for three things. I was trying to go on a muddy walk in the park and then I was going to go straight to the coffee shop and then I was going to go to the gym. So I was trying to make like one combined outfit. And then also it was freezing cold. Like it was literally like snowy yesterday. And my brain just like put on an outfit and then it couldn't compute. And I was like, no, you're not gonna be warm enough. So then I put something else on, but I was like, no, but that's not what I want to wear for the coffee shop. And it was just going around in circles. And I triggered myself so much. And then I just sat on my bed and I grabbed my teddy and I started talking to my teddy. (laughs) And it was almost like, instead of overthinking in my head, my teddy just kind of gave me that voice that like another friend would give me. And I was like, oh my God, I just don't know what to wear. And it would, my teddy would, obviously it was me, but I was just like, well, why don't you try take away some of the overwhelm and not try make it like three things at once? And I was like, yeah, to be fair, I don't actually want to go on the walk. Obviously I knew it was going to be good for my mental health, but you know, it's just too overwhelming. I was like, this is another thing. So I'm just going to slide this in. Sometimes we try to be perfect in this self-awareness thing or this journey or even just like productivity or anything like, oh no, I really want to go on a walk in the morning. I really want to go on the walk in the morning but we procrastinate it on loads and we get ourselves in a pickle. And this could be with like any habit that you're trying to do. And sometimes it's just like, you have to let go and be like, right, the thought and the process of trying to do this is causing me more harm than not doing it. Like, for example, sometimes in the evening, I'm gonna, I try to come off my phone and I go, Anna, why don't you watch a movie? That would be really nice. You have two whole hours in your evening. Why don't you watch a movie? And then my brain goes, well, if you're going to watch a movie, you might as well, like, if you're going to come off your phone and watch a movie, you might as well be perfect and like not watch a movie at all and like be with yourself. Do you know what I mean? No distraction. And then I end up just not being able to get off my phone because it was too much of a task. And this was exactly what was happening with when I was trying to like pick an outfit. I was trying to like, you know, go on this mental health walk, but it was actually causing me more harm. And then until I was talking to my daddy, was it like, you can just let that go for today? And I was like, Yeah. And then I realized that like my child had just kind of come online. Like when sometimes your um, inner child, right, comes online and it's really good to know when it's coming online because then you realize, oh, it's not you. Like when I would have a good, I say a good cry, like situationship kind of vibes, argument vibes, crying vibes, my inner child would come online. She was the one that was feeling rejected. She was the one that was heartbroken. Adult Anna can deal with it. Adult Anna knows it's fine. Adult Anna knows that guy is not like the the shit or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But the child within me was online. And when you sometimes, and there'll be lots of times where I didn't recognize in the present moment that my child was online. And I just thought, no, you're really upsetting me kind of thing. So it's really good to kind of understand, okay, my inner child is the one that's upset. Can my adult self be there? So yesterday when I was on my bed, like triggered by not knowing what to pick and feeling really overwhelmed about my clothes, I realized, oh my God, this is literally six-year-old Anna right now. Like this is just six-year-old Anna in a nutshell. Cause I know adult Anna is perfectly fine with just putting on the same outfit every day and being fine with it. And that's generally why I wear the same clothes every day. It's cause I don't like making decisions. And I was able to kind of just turn up for myself and be like, okay, well, we're going to get rid of the walk and we're just going to get ready for the coffee shop. And you know for a fact there's a changing room at the gym. So if you want to just have a completely different outfit for the gym, you can do that and like sort of myself out. Um, So yeah, I kind of just, my little thing was talking to a teddy. So whether that's like you talking to like an object in your room, it might help. Or even if let's say you had a notebook and you wrote down one side of things and the other side of things. But for me, there's so many thoughts in my head that I just need to speak it because it's quicker. I'm also trying to, also what I did the other night was I listened to like brain reprogramming because apparently like there's only a certain level of like affirmations that you can do with your conscious brain, but it's the subconscious. Like if you tell yourself, I don't want to be broke and like, I believe I can earn money and I believe I can earn 30K, 100K, I mean like whatever amount of money this year. But in your subconscious, you just don't believe it's true. Like you've just grown up with not much money around or that you just have this programming that money always goes, like every paycheck money goes. Then like no matter how much you tell your conscious brain that like you've got this and you're going to like do this, your subconscious can come in. And so I got told to listen to brain reprogramming. So like on YouTube, you can just type in like brain reprogramming for anxiety or for money or do you know what I mean? For anything. And I just put it on while I sleep. And we will never know whether it works, but there's part of me that when I did listen to it that morning, I did feel slightly better in the morning. And like, what harm does it do to like go to sleep listening to like 
I am amazing. I welcome good things into my life. Like there can actually be no harm. And I do kind of believe like it kind of goes into your subconscious. So I do that in the night, I go to bed sleeping with that. Well, I say that, I've done it once, but I want to continue. So yeah, again, I don't want to overwhelm myself with like all the things that I've said. Like these are things that I've learned from different points in my week. And so it's just about slowly remembering like, okay, it does make me feel good. So I am going to do it. Another little thing is I um, I thought it was just interesting and obviously like take it the right way with like eating stuff, but just adding a little bit more protein to your breakfast. Like you obviously want the carbs there, but just balancing out the glycemic index. So adding more fats and proteins um, just because I kind of saw this video that was saying that I was watching a video about anxiety and it was saying if you just start your day with a full on like carb breakfast with no fats or protein, um, it can actually just basically spike your anxiety even more. So like, I'm not, I don't want to say that in a restrictive way and in a eating disorder way and to give you another fear food, like it's literally talking about anxiety. Like if you've got anxiety, it might be something worth being like, so if you have your oats, just add some like peanut butter, add some nuts, add some protein powder. Do you know what I mean? Um, some Greek yogurt on the side. I, I, there's no point in me gatekeeping that when it could actually help you. Um, so yeah, there's that. <sighs> I'm glad I was able to open up to you guys about that stuff um, and just sharing little things that have kind of helping me. And it is just a constant, I don't wanna say battle, I'm gonna say journey. And I believe that I know for a fact, although my brain is telling me like, you are doomed and you feel like this. I just know I have had so much growth within my teenage years, like the last year, the last two years. Like, it's almost like I don't have to, I can assure myself, like if I was able to get out of an eating disorder and come to a genuine point with food, you can fucking do this. Like, I know I can do this and I know you can do this. Do you know what I mean? We are not in a dead end. I've come out of depression and suicidal thoughts. I've come out of um, an eating disorder. Like there's been so much stuff and even just like perception of myself and judgment on myself. I know I can do this. Like I, I know. And I know that it was really, really helpful when I was really down the other day, Max said, and I was like, why is this happening to me? Why do I feel like this every day? I feel whatever. And he was like, it's just a period of growth. And I was like, wow, it's so true. It's a period of growth. And if we're able to turn it on that way, like we are feeling so low and crap, but it's not gonna stay like this. Like this is so that when we do feel good, we are so appreciative. We're like, wow, I came from under there and now I'm here. I think it's amazing. And so that's kind of what's keeping me forward is like, I know I can do this. I know this isn't my set life. I know there's just tweaks within my lifestyle and continuous therapy and just continuously turning up for myself, bringing in more friends. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sending lots and lots of love. I feel a bit fragile right now, if I'm being honest, but I think it's, I don't know what it is. I'm going to be doing my stuff today um and yeah to be fair I have therapy at 3 p.m so that actually kind of that gives me a lot of room to breathe because I'm like oh it's been a whole week since you've kind of let go of a lot of stuff so it's always due on a Tuesday for me to kind of have that increased um anxiety but yeah I hope you guys have an amazing week um if you enjoyed the podcast feel free to share it with a friend and yeah I love you guys lots hope you have an amazing week and I will see you next Tuesday bye